From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. Lehua Kamalu is the voyaging director at the Polynesian Voyaging Society. She is also one of the captains and navigators of the two canoes that will be starting their journey soon. This voyage is really, I would say, a continuation of the many voyages that we've done before. Every voyage, we take in the lessons, the experiences we've had, and try to push ourselves to challenge what our role is here in the Pacific, in Hawaii, and in the larger world. So it's called Moana Nuiakea. It's a long Hawaiian word, but it really stands for this sort of expansive ocean that we share. Kamalu tells us more details about the voyage. Prior to this voyage, we actually completed a voyage around the world. And the goal of that was to Malamahonua, really to build a community and network caring for the earth and this place that we live in. And Moana Nuiakea is focusing in on that, that ocean space. And so it will completely be contained physically within the Pacific Ocean. Um, so we're starting here in Juneau, Alaska, and it'll take about three and a half to four years to circumnavigate the Pacific all the way around on up to Japan before we head back home again. There are two public celebration days taking place in Juneau this Saturday and next Thursday. So Hokulea is actually going to be arriving into Juneau to prepare for that launch celebration. So there is a tribal welcome of the canoe happening at Akrek on Saturday the 10th. And that's just going to be able to welcome in the canoe, welcome in the crew uh, with the appropriate cultural protocols. And then the celebration to actually launch off the voyage is going to be on the 15th. So they're kind of two distinct programs that are taking Taking place there. And then in between that, uh, we're hoping to open up some times for our community here in Juneau to come down and meet the crew and the canoe where she's docked. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. is a welcome ceremony this Saturday. This is one way the voyage connects Hawaiian and Alaskan cultures. Our canoes in Hawaii are actually built from really old, really beautiful trees. And in Hawaii, we actually lost all of those trees over time. And so in the course of our own community, relearning our practice, relearning canoe building, we actually became connected to this community up here, to Sealaska, to the Clinkett Haida, to everyone here in Southeast who were so gracious to help us along that journey and actually gift two trees to us to be able to build one of our voyaging canoes. And so it's now been over three decades of continued learning and exchange and this is us bringing one of our canoes back in honor of that relationship as well. Rochelle Lindley came on to Capital Chat to talk about the upcoming 31st annual Gold Rush Days event held at Savico Park next weekend. First, she described what sorts of activities folks will be able to participate in. Split the two days into the two different industry activities. So Saturday is all about mining events. Uh, and with the mining, there's jack leg drilling, spike driving, hand mucking, overshot mucking, and team drilling. Um, so pretty fun stuff. It's fun to watch. And Sunday is all about logging. And that's where you get the axe throwing, which is always really cool. Um, there's hand bucking, power saw bucking, speed climbing, which is always really amazing to see how fast people can climb up those spar trees. Um, there's some relay races, obstacle pole bucking, uh, log rolling is great where they're trying to run on the logs in the pond. So you fall in if you fall off the logs. And we always end the day with a big game of tug of war at the end. She adds there are activities for kids and teens, not just 
just adults. She also spoke on mining, not just in Juno's past, but looking forward to the future. Juno does have a ton of mining history, and the the modern city of Juno really sprung up out of the gold rush era. Um, but Juno Gold Rush Days is not only celebrating the past; it's really about the past, present, and the future of mining in Juno. Like I said, we've got two of Alaska's large operating mines right here in Juno, so mining is still happening, and we hope to be around for many years to come, providing jobs and paying taxes back into the city and, and just supporting where we can. Coming up next on News of the North, Pastor Karen Perkins and producer Bradley Perkins joined Capital Chat to talk on their first ever showrunners camp. And 43-year-old Fenton L. Jacobs has been sentenced to 53 years for the downtown Juno murder of Scott Campbell. Next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Pastor Karen Perkins and producer Bradley Perkins joined Capital Chat to talk on their first ever showrunners camp. First, Perkins explained what showrunners is. A uh, showrunner is a person who actually runs a TV show, and actually we're not actually teaching that, but what it is, television production. The church happens to have a, a rather state-of-the-art um, TV production studio that we got through these grants and has you know 12 cameras, five floor cameras and a crane, and a full audio production facility, and so we want to be able to share that with the community. And so this camp is the week after next, and so we're looking for uh, up to 25 campers and the during the week, and that's middle school through high school, including kids going into middle school and, and kids that are just got out of high school. This is what the opportunity holds. They're going to learn about TV production from um, industry professionals that we have associated with the studio. They will form a television production company by the end of the week, and they will actually get to produce independently a concert uh, television show with live bands, including uh, Colette Costa's band, um, the uh, Peasters, Jocelyn Miles, and um, uh, the Resurrection Lutheran um, Bell Ringers in front of a live studio audience, and that'll be a live broadcast. Public's welcome to come to that concert that's uh, two weeks from tomorrow and that concert will persist on YouTube our YouTube channel uh, Juno live on YouTube and with their names in the credits and so they'll have to their credit an actual uh, two-hour production and Pastor Perkins talked on the different roles that would be part of the camp people behind the scenes that when somebody sees you or hears you as the presenter, you know that, okay, there are 20 other people who are making this production happen. Making it happen in an interesting way. I think a lot of the technical pieces are exciting. There are people who are really interested in learning the skills of audio production, video production, or even I'm more interested in the lighting design and makeup. There are even more roles than those to try out. You can go to showrunnercamp.org for more information on how to sign up. And Superior Court Judge Amy Mead sentenced 43-year-old Fenton L. Jacobs to a composite sentence of 65 years with 12 years suspended and 53 years to serve. Jacobs was convicted of murder in the second degree, two counts of assault in the third degree, and harassment in the first degree following a multi-week trial that concluded on June 3rd of 2022. On the night of May 1st, 2019, Jacobs and others were gathered around the liquor cache in the Foodland IGA parking lot consuming alcohol. Jacobs proceeded to threaten a man with a knife. When a bystander attempted to intervene, Jacobs ran up to the bystander with a knife. Both individuals being threatened were able to get away from Jacobs. Into the early morning of May 2nd, 2019, Jacobs continued drinking around downtown Juno. Jacobs and others engaged in a verbal altercation with two more people, Scott Campbell and his wife. 
Their altercation ended, but as the Campbells were attempting to walk home, Jacobs chased after them and stabbed Scott Campbell multiple times in the hands and abdomen. Scott Campbell died as a result of the wounds. In imposing the sentence on Tuesday, Judge Mead found no mitigating factors. She determined Jacobs to have very low prospects of rehabilitation and gave significant weight to the factor of isolation. She found aggravating factors and Jacobs to be a, quote, worst offender due to his lengthy assaultative criminal history. Jacobs will be on probation for 10 years following incarceration. This case was prosecuted by Juneau District Attorney Jesslyn Gillum, former Juneau Assistant District Attorney Katie Lybrand, and Director Angie Kemp. The Juneau Police Department conducted the investigation. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.